when I said God is okay with you falling, it's always falling in a learning mode. Right. It's never <clears throat> taking grace and, and cheapening it and saying, well, grace is going to cover me and I can use up the 70 and then I pray for God to give me 70 more. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that's the way we think. We don't. I hear people say, and I've saved and I've sanctified and I and I and I and I say to myself you're using that you're using that word like the adjective when you should be using it as a verb because the act of sanctification is an ongoing process. And we constantly trying constantly trying to get better. Constantly improving and on on, on ourselves. And like, like what Rob was saying, that the facilitator should always tell somebody that if he's not here, if Dominique's not here, Larry's going to be I've seen that before. I've seen that before. Amen. That a good, a good pastor, he got 12 deacons sitting over there on that deacon's trip. One of the deacons ought to be able to step forward. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if he gets sick at the last moment, if he have a heart attack in his office, Somebody should be able to step forward and carry out that word. Yeah. Carry it out. Yeah. But the problem comes that people get stingy with what God has blessed them with in a certain place. And they don't want to share. And they don't want to share not. That's right. And that's why sometimes the social ministers can't speak. Because the senior pastor wants people in a little box. Won't be able to do nothing. Mm-hmm. No, and then now, now we're thinking what God put in that person. Mm-hmm. You had Joe Biden about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Larry. That's wrong what you just said, man, because uh, I was going back to, to the uh, what he was saying about Jesus, how Jesus, being the Son of God, he. He's the head. And the head, what he was doing was he was displaying the wholeness of God through his ministry. That's why he wasn't just one gift operating out. Yeah, he was doing the whole thing. And he was showing the body how it was to act. So he received the gifts. And then in, in the book of Psalms, he received gifts from men. In the book of, I think, Ephesians, he gave those gifts to men. And those gifts was displayed to the body on individual terms. Every person that's in the body, every member in the body has a dominant gift. That can, that's, that, that's recognized in that individual when they display it. When they display it. And it makes up the whole working of the body. Because every joint supply the other, the Bible says. So what Jesus was doing was Jesus was doing the whole thing. He was showing, because when you look at Jesus' ministry, his preaching was just as tough as his teaching. His teaching was just as tough as just as tough as his healing. There was no major or minor with him. Whatever he did, it was on a level playing field, and you couldn't you couldn't say, well, he can do this, but he can't do that. No, it ain't like that. But it's like that in the body. Yes, you, 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 you know, we we have uh, predominant gifts, and each one. It can be specified in every one of us when it's in action. Mm-hmm. When it's in action. So what God was doing, Jesus was doing, He was showing us from the head, 
by displaying all of this, you know, what we're supposed to be doing individually as well as collectively yes. when he gives these gifts to us. And you're right. A, a leader, like in my church, even though I'm senior pastor, but I've got how many pastors? One, two, three, three hundred? And they preach more than I do. You see? Because I think it's a wonderful thing that I can do other things, you know what I'm saying? Because, see, I know who I am in God. I don't have to be intimidated. You understand? Because I'm, I'm doing a thing now called the laws of the inner circle. And the, and the law, I'm doing it on Facebook because I'm trying to get, i got a lot of pastors on there that need to understand, and a lot of people that need to understand how the law of the inner circle work. You know, you, you, the leader's greatest potential can only come through the people that he has in his inner circle. You know what I'm saying? So if they're not able to display themselves, then, you know, you're really killing off your own self. Because one man can't do it all. You know, I've seen men that try to think they the, the five-fold ministry within themselves. I've seen pastors like that. That's not true, though. You know what I'm saying? You need the whole thing. So so that's very powerful what you gave for. Yeah, that's sure. That's sure. So we all have... I'm not sorry. We all have, we all have these gifts. And then it says that five-fold ministry, and then it says, and then he gave some... Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and don't we see that all the time when, when 
in the marriage situation, if you, if you tell your spouse that you love them, it's not going to mean anything unless you back it up. Right? How many times? I mean, it's it's. Don't tell me you love me. You know, show it. Show it. Show it. Show it. Speaks speaks louder than you telling me that stuff. So, in, in James, we'll go back to James. Don't be just a hearer of the word, but be a doer. We're pulling it out. Now, this is what. And then Paul goes in Philippians. He goes, I, I haven't, have, I have not apprehended, but this this thing I know for sure. Let me get this. Let me yeah. just read this completely. This is one thing that you know. I, I, I don't have it all all together, all together, all straight right now. But this thing I nail. <coughs> guess what he nailed? The one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Now, get what he's saying. Repentance is more about moving forward than going backwards. We, we change what we did wrong, but it's a change when you refocus now into what wants to emerge into your new life, what wants to take place, the new step, the new level, the new confidence, the new influence, the new significance, the new thing that God wants to show you, you when you make an about face from that old life, right. you are positioning yourself into something new. So repentance is really more about you positioning yourself in a new way than right. dwelling on all that junk or old stuff. In fact, it's not really true repentance unless you're facing towards something that you're supposed to behold. And Paul, I think Paul says this brilliantly. It takes a pressing and it takes a forget. Don't you get bogged down in that junk. Learn from it. He says, I consider all that dung. Dung is, is animal stuff and it's fertilizer. But it meant that fertilizer is meant for you to grow stronger. Use it to get to your next place in life. Because when God's never finished with you, right? He, he's got, and that's the most exciting part of your life is the, is the next step that God wants to take you to. That's right. Larry. You know, I was thinking about something that he said this morning about the ongoing sanctification, which is so true. And that's basically, you can, you can see the thread of that throughout just about all of the scriptures if you really look for it. You know, God has a unique way of putting the most important things in the small writings. And we overlook it sometimes, you know. Like, like, like he tells us about the final redemption he talks about. You see, he talks about the final salvation, you know. You, you, you see, a lot of us, we take the, we, we jump on this thing way back here, but we forget the, 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 the middle part of it. Mm-hmm. That's why I say, He that endure to the end shall be saved. Not the one that started out. You know, they, anytime you brought out of Egypt, you got to go to the wilderness, right? Mm-hmm. Most of so when He brought us out of Egypt, He saved us, right? Yeah, yeah. But how many of the Israelites got into the promised land? No, that whole, Only that two that was of the original, right? Yeah. So a lot of them felt, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You can start this journey yeah. and you can fall by the wayside if you don't endure. That's what the Bible talks about. You can only be a part of Christ's house 
if you continue in your confidence that you had from the beginning all the way to the end. See, it's constantly... So we have to be careful how we are looking and the things that the, the, the preachers are preaching to us and teaching to us and the doctrines and stuff. we got to be careful and get down deep into the Word and don't skip over them little bitty things like if, mm-hmm. which is the biggest word in the universe. Because mm-hmm. if that bullet always said hadn't hit me in my head, I'd still be alive. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. that little bitty word, that little bitty word is going to get a lot of us sent to the wrong place instead of the right place. So what I'm trying to say is about our salvation is is that we're going to have to be, we got to get out of theological doctrines and get into the kingdom knowledge of God and understand that God is not playing with us. We can play church, we can play saved, we can do all but God really is not playing with us, you know? And and, and we gotta get to that point that it doesn't make no difference what nobody teach you or what nobody say to you, you better know what's in that book for yourself. And when God says that whosoever endure to the end, they're the ones that's gonna be saved, that's what he meant. That's in the red letter. So anytime that you confused about anything in the book, you go back to the red letters, and I guarantee you Jesus will straighten it out. Paul might not straighten it out, but Jesus will. Go on back over there and see what Jesus said. See, a lot of us, a lot of us put Paul above Jesus. You can't do that. You can't do that. You got to go anytime you in doubt. You got to go back and see what the red letters say. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of places in there, Paul would tell you that hey, I'm speaking as a man. Yeah, I might be right, but I'm speaking as a man. But at the same time, Paul comes back and let you know. You know that, hey, now, don't play with this thing. And Hebrews tells us in that seven, I think it's in that seventh chapter about, it's in the book of Hebrews, about how, it's in the third chapter, about how we got to, how they started out right, but Israel's heart became hard. See, our heart, see, God can deliver us and bring us into salvation, and our heart. See, free will is a dangerous thing for a man to have. You can walk away from God anytime you want to. Nobody else can pluck you out of God's hand. But he didn't say you couldn't. That's right. Amen. He said, whosoever will, let him come. So we have to be very careful because if our name can be blotted and written in, Revelation says it can also be blotted out. Well, how did it get written in? Through the blood of Jesus, right? I'm, I'm putting line upon line, precept upon pre- description. Rightly dividing the word of truth, so that we don't be taking chances with theological doctrines, which most of the time are wrong anyway. Yeah. Which most of the time are wrong anyway. If you know what's in the book, you'll say, "Oh, wait, something right here." Let me go back and check this thing out through the Holy Spirit myself, and then you'll begin to see that it's a lot of things that we've been talking. What you call it, Council of First Truth? First law, of first truth. The law of first truth is the hardest thing to break. Mm-hmm. Thank, you, Thank you for letting me share. I didn't mean to get worked back That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to come back to that. Who's next for you? Probably. Go ahead, Charles. Yeah, I just wanted to go back into the the, the, the wilderness experience. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, those folks, you know, and, and Larry talking about two people, two people from the original group. Uh, found themselves able to partake of the, the, the land of milk but now but now you know the, the if, if we if we get into the process 
you know, the the the, the exiting of the wilderness, you know, after after, after having wandered. God had a plan that He shared with with, with Joshua and and and, and some of them Joshua's children on what to do next, how how to how to get this thing going, mm. and uh, you know, they, they Joshua was a man of God, and and uh, and he he had already uh, already uh, proven himself capable, mm. and uh, he he told his he told his people what to do. Uh, in terms of Jericho and, and what, what came after Jericho is something that I always get, get mm, I just put it in my in my mouth and I can, I can taste it I can, it's, it's as if I was there God told him to go to the little town of I at one point and it was conquerable I was not no formidable foe <clears throat> go get it don't need nothing stand. Don't bring nothing back over here. Right, right. Just go ahead. I, mean, I don't need that. It's in my way, God. It's what God says in, 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 in so many words. Go knock it out the way. Right. <coughs> Joshua commanded the people. They went on ahead and done it. And lo and behold, I can't remember the guy and his wife's name, but they bought some stuff back and tried to hide it underneath the tent and wanted to be, you know, I don't know. And Joshua, they sent him to another battle, and they got their behinds whooped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joshua bumped and told God, "What God, you told me to do this. I know you don't give nobody no responsibility without giving them the authority to carry that responsibility out. Now, I did what you told me to do. God told him simply that there is sin in the camp. You know, and when I think about sin in the camp, I think about me. I think about you. I think about my wife, my children, this world, rather than all these folks. That is sin in the camp, y'all. And unless and until we decide, we decide that sin will 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 will, will thrive no more. You see, collectively, you know, individually first and then collectively, uh-huh. we can decide that sin will not thrive. I didn't say we're going to say sin ain't here no more. Because that's thrive. That's yet to be determined, but thrive. Because mm-hmm. right now, sin has, has a manure-filled bed. You see, the growth process is in full bloom. Sin is pervasive. What we gonna do? What we gonna do? We can accept it. We can accept it, and we can say, "Well, I can't do nothing about it. I'm just one man, one person." However, that's legal. That's a legal decision. Death will occur. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, uh, you know, I'm just talking about myself, you know, and I, I, I just recognize this lately, you know, that uh, my limit, uh, I mean, uh, I'm going to put this, I think the first way to say you should, you should be first should be last mm-hmm. and last should be first yes. and I was thinking along that line of uh, what the pastor was, was talking about theologians and uh, the way people teach the word and things like this because mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, as you start off in that future, the first thing it starts off with is linking up the mm. generations yeah. and all that, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and everything. And uh, so sometimes, cause I used to, you know, I'm in a big area, read three and four chapters in one day. Yeah, go, go, yeah. And uh, but it pays the the the, <laughs> the, the, the fan their patience. Definitely. And if you if you stuck on that one. Uh, paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> you need to write it. You need to write it. Right? Because it is those words like those is and uh, things that uh, that uh, will, will cause you to uh, uh, lose your weight. And, uh, I don't know. It just it just always just say be patient mm-hmm. and uh, ride the storm out because I. I don't think any two peoples are going to come up with the same exact line of thought, but I think through the word in unity fellowship, we can be in that same circle, that same part of the body that we're, that we're talking about. I better drop it there. Thank you, That's right. That's right. <clears throat> well, Charles talked about seeing the kids, and one thing the board really hit me this morning with that seeing the kid is we as men not really knowing our roles mm-hmm. as godly men. Mm-hmm. that God has created to speak because like I was talking in here last week you know we grew up on the outside now a lot of us have to learn how to grow up on the inside here we go mm-hmm. that inner man is still a child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he never knew how to mature into the adulthood of godliness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. because he wasn't taught or he just didn't listen. Yeah, okay. One or the other. Mm-hmm. That willpower. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that free will. <laughs> but we as men are expected to grow into adulthood externally and, and, and come into a household and be able to run that household the way that it's supposed to be ran. But we haven't even ran. We don't even know how to run this household. We can't run a kingdom out here until we've learned how to run this one right here. And we give too much power to this. Oh, the flesh is weak. We give too much power to the Satan, to the demons, to the to the. Oh, my spirit's ready. Mm-hmm. If your spirit was ready, James says, you wouldn't even be having any thoughts. Mm-hmm. So how is your spirit ready but your flesh weak? Mm-hmm. And I finally got to a new level of understanding what Paul said this morning through the Holy Spirit. When he says, the word of God is living, sharper than any two-edged sword tears apart the soul from the spirit mm-hmm. you're going to have to take a hold of that spirit if you're going to have to take a hold of that soul mm-hmm. you the spirit because we're spirit men mm-hmm. we're spirit men mm-hmm. not soul men mm-hmm. 
I know a lot of you uh, call his stuff so mean, but you're not so mean. You respect me. You are a living soul. You are a living soul. But it's the word of God that gives you the power to stand up as a spirit man and take control of that soul. That heart. This is guard your heart with all diligence. You've got to lead your heart, not follow it. Because the heart is easily deceived. God's word says it. Yes, it is. It is easily deceived. It will throw emotions at you. It throws you for a whirlwind of you know what. We all know what because we've all been there in this room. We know what the soul can do. But the God is empowered. But God has empowered the spirit. Jesus Christ has empowered the spirit mm-hmm. to be able to stand up to the soul, shut up and say, to stop making provisions for the flesh. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm weak. Right. All of the enemies just really tempted me today. Mm-hmm. And this all came about because I'm going to be open and honest in here yesterday. I had so much temptation for the flesh of a woman. And I just had to keep com- keep coming back to these make no provisions. Don't look. Don't even look. Don't listen. Don't look. Make no provisions for the flesh. Stop giving excuses. Stop handing the power over to the enemy. Because that's what you're doing. Amen. You're the one giving the enemy the power. Uh-huh. Stop handing that power over to the enemy, making excuses and provision for you to be able to walk in the flesh. We got to learn to run this kingdom. We got to rule this kingdom. That's what that's the work that God's given us to do. This kingdom is is the ministry there is no there is no sickness or disease in heaven right that, that's clear uh, but just because you walk by somebody was that was sick doesn't mean that 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 person was not supposed to get sick remember he walked by certain people and then he left it up to john and, and some of the other disciples to come and heal him so the point is he was on an agenda he was he was walking according to the order. So remember, there is an order of Melchizedek. Jesus was on an order coming from the Father, and we are on an order coming from Jesus, coming from the Father also. And and the order that we want to be on is that hey Rusty, uh, the order is. I've got to find out what wants to emerge in my life that God is leading me towards right now. Uh, introduce yourself, Russ. Russ the Trout, addicted to Jesus Christ. Good to see you. Um, Alright, so health and healing. Uh, the ministry of uh, uh, Jesus had to take time and, and explain how to get born again, right? To Nicodemus, yeah. so he had to take time to do that. He had to take time and explain to the to the to the people how to give, and to give with a cheerful heart, and not under compulsion. Uh, come and gather everything before I come. So he had to take time with that. Jesus had to take time to uh, cast out demons, right? Yeah. He had to take time to to say that the person who gives. 
not the most in the, in, the, in the pot, but the person who gives out of the greatest need is the biggest giver. So he had all these different ministries, right? He had to do spiritual warfare. He had to explain that. He had to come against the traditions of men, right? uh, against the Pharisees. And he had to explain that. So you see, Jesus had a multi-level ministry where he had to go here, he had to go here. So he couldn't just, my point, Rusty, was that he couldn't just spend all his time, and he would have spent all his time, just healing, in a healing ministry. But that doesn't mean because he walked by somebody who needed healing, that it wasn't his will that that person be healed. Amen. He just had to model everything for us in order so that we can know how a man can act us with the supernatural on us and, and, and Jesus model what we can do. That's an awesome assignment for us, isn't it? Yeah. So take that into your into your everyday life. So we're, we're in Philippians. Remember Philippians was uh, he was from a, in a jail cell. He was writing and some wonderful, powerful, profound truths were coming out of uh, Philippians. I can do uh, I, I'll supply all your needs according to his my riches and glory. He says to us. Uh, he says that my my mission. I was on a mission to do the Father's will. You're on a mission to spread heaven onto this planet. And then I'll just start you off. It says, how do you do that? How do you do that? He said, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each one of you look out not only for the, his own interests, but also for the interests of others. That's the love walk, right? That's, that means you have to die to yourself and your ambitions and your desires and put other people first. Not an easy thing to do, right? That's um, right. That's how you take it up your cross daily. And then in another place, this is how... The, the, or you have an order that you have to live by. It's a love walk. Uh, and here it is. This is for you, Wilder. It says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without murmur and disputing. That's, that's Philippians 2.14. Some of your other translations may say something a little different. Do everything without complaining. <laughs> that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of the crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Amen. Okay, so let that sink in and see what is coming out. How, how am I living my life according to Philippians? We're in the book of Philippians. The love walk. Let me have to love yourself before you can love others. Let me have to forgive yourself. You have to be okay with your mistakes. How do we know you can be okay with your mistakes? The Okay, this fruit coming out of it. Because God's okay with your mistakes, yeah, isn't He? Right. Not, we're not talking about willful, rebellious acts, turning your back on Him and, and continuously doing something over and over again. But faith requires you putting a demand on something that you haven't done before. It, faith requires that you have to be stretched out. Faith requires that you use more and more of this supernatural thing called believing before you see it before it happens so who is not going to blow it a little bit 
can you, do you think you can just do this faith walk without any going veering to the left or to the right or missing the mark a little bit? Remember, he says, I would rather have you uh, stretch out your faith and, and fail because your faith isn't big enough, it's weak faith, than you to get into unbelief. Unbelief is saying that since I'm not getting it and I've tried so hard, I'm changing my mind about this. I'm changing my mind that God doesn't want to heal me. Or God doesn't want me to have a, a harmonious family life. Or God doesn't want me to um, live a long life in hell. Or whatever it is that the promises are. Because I'm not seeing it in my life. Robert. Um, I, I, I sort of don't know how well for it more than that. But... Um, um, did, did you want to go first, please? Because I have something that's very important to say, and I know you as well. You know, he was saying that uh, uh, about, you know, God sent Jesus in the, in the world to save it, you know, but you know how Jesus told, um, told, told, uh, well, then Judah, he said, the poor will be with you always. That's right. You know? right it's like people are going to be sick, you know. Mm-hmm. He had to do his purpose. Really? He, God sent him in to save the world. You mm-hmm. know, like he said, sick people everywhere. He, he, mm-hmm. you know, he had to stay on the, on the, the business of doing God's will. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, uh, well thank you for uh, talking about the sick people because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a sick sinner. And I have been a sick sinner before. And seems when when I hear Dominique talk about this, that God allows us to come into his realm of things, but I know that I must repent first. I have to repent first. And then when I do repent, like he said, I gotta have a change of mind, a change of heart, and I gotta clean all this inside of me out. Because this temple this temple that he has it has to be prepared for the new so he gives me an opportunity to straighten this up now I can't I can't keep asking him for forgiveness and repentance and keep doing the same thing right because I'm I'm, going to get it a bill in the mail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, 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 I now, 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 Correction you need to be made here. You know, I must be chastised. But yes, God does give us uh, a, a way in. You know, um, you know, I'm learning more and more as I as I walk this walk. You know, uh, with Christ and uh, see, I can't change nothing. When, when he talks about, uh, I gotta start loving myself. That's a hard man. It's, man, it's hard sometimes, man. I, I you know, I want to love myself. But sometimes that thing is easy. Man, I might, I might love somebody else a little bit. I can love me, and then they can love me back. You know, then like you said, how can you love someone else if you don't love yourself? And I heard somebody told me, uh, it was uh, this movie, this has nothing to do with Philippians, but somebody told me one time, uh, if you have a plant and an animal, and they're both of them be living by the end of the year, then you ready for a relationship. Well, 
my plant died and the animal ran away. You know, uh, <laughs> It's like the gambling thing in me, you know. I get out there, I blow a couple hundred, blow a few hundred, mm -hmm. and I said, Oh Jesus, forgive me, I ain't gonna do it again. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, this trick of luck just run across and bam! Mm -hmm. I got something. Ooh. And then I go right back to the game. And that's after going through the Lord forgive me, I ain't gonna do this again. And it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. What you're playing is hopscotch. Mm -hmm. Remember that when we were young? Oh, yeah. You go out and tell your sister you play hopscotch or your girlfriend or your little kids or something, you know? <laughs> play hopscotch, you don't know It's the same thing. And he says he will forgive you 77 times. Fold am I right now? Seven, seven times. Seven times seven. Time seven right. Yeah. Fold. And, you know, I think I have abused that. I don't want to think I have. I know I have. And I regret it. But still yet, the only person that has really condemned Carlos in that action and that behavior. Hello, Carlos. Carlos. And I sit back and sometimes I cry. I whip. This morning I got up and I was in tears. And I said, What's wrong, Lord? And he was talking to me. And I couldn't believe what was going on. I, I, I told y'all I've been busy for the past few days. I went to the doctor yesterday and gave him precisely, precisely the same medication I've been taking, mescaline. Mescaline and uh, two rounds of antibiotic because there's an abnormality behind my ears. Uh, it's causing me to lose balance and I feel bad all the time right now. I'm feeling dizzy. But it boils down to this. You're talking to me and you're trying to tell me you're doing good but you need to do better. Mm -hmm. Follow my word. Amen. Follow Amen. my word. Amen. And that's where I'm at. Amen. I'm just trying to suck in every bit you guys have. No, I I just wanted to do some payback, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, Dominic, you, you you opened us with uh, this segment right here. You opened it with the fact that Jesus didn't, didn't heal all the folk. You know, and uh, it says that uh, all who were sick were brought to him. And it goes on to say, he healed men. Mm -hmm. He healed men. Mm -hmm. Didn't say he healed all. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dominic, Put it, you know, and, and, it, and it struck me as being uh, uh, 
we need how we need to emulate Christ mm-hmm. in our walk. We can't probably in our lifetimes we can't do away with all the sin, mm-hmm. but we better be working on. It. We better be listening for that still voice for the G-O-D the good orderly direction in terms of how we should conduct ourselves you know it, uh, you know, when talking about the, 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 the great commission taking, taking the word to, to all the ends of the world we got to start somewhere very close and, and you see this is, this is where where you were, mm-hmm. where Carlos was talking about. Mm-hmm. We we got to begin this process here. We got to, we, we you know we we got to, we got to accomplish. We got to work toward the renewing of the mind. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's 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 the that's the essence of what of, of, of what it takes to, right. to, to to propel us into this this new realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, indeed, Nicodemus wonder. Must I crawl back into my mother's womb? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, you see, it, it, it's, it's for those of us who, who aren't in tune yet. Then, then, then we we see a, a degree of difficulty that that that's that's sometimes mind-boggling, and we choose not to not, not to accept that as our role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done it. I'm, I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about no no. Uh, Generic stuff, but 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 the thing is, it, I, I find myself very often, more often these days than in, in the past, addressing my 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 blind spot. <coughs> and this book, this Philippians thing here, uh, I mean, like like James and some of the other epistles that Paul uh, wrote out there, you know, it contains some very practical. Stuff right. Right. that we can latch on to and, and uh, you know. Right. Okay. Thank you, John. Jesus. Um, James, good to see you, Mr. Cooley. Great. You know, just speaking back things and said, if you forgive somebody. And you count them 77 times 7. Have you really forgave that person? There we go. So you actually hadn't really forgiven yourself. If you count them, where can you get to that magic number where it don't, where it don't matter anymore? Because what God said, that the only thing, the, unfor- the unforgivable sin is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That's and the way it was explained to me is dying without accepting his son Jesus Christ, which is your Lord and Savior. And that's the unforgivable sin right there. And, and if you and a lot of that thing, you know, that you continue to do is called conscious sin. Mm-hmm. And you hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. If you keep drinking, mm-hmm. you keep drinking, you know you don't, and you know what it's doing to you. Mm-hmm. And then your, your enzymes get up, but then next thing you know, you got cirrhosis. If you keep doing drugs and you have a heart attack, mm-hmm. in the end, you hadn't hurt nobody but yourself through cut mm-hmm. sin. If you go out and you gamble away a couple thousand dollars, mm-hmm. you hurt yourself and your family. It's the mm-hmm. same way about it. if you check out from doing mm-hmm. substance abuse, you hurt yourself and your family. That was a real, but as, as uh, Charles said in, uh, in, in Romans 12 and, 
that 12 1 tells us that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, mm-hmm. acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable. Then as you do nothing out of order, Here we go. way out the rain, way out of space, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I was talking to uh, Dr. Cure before he passed away, and we was talking about that, you know, down at Rita River. And he said, when you get saved, you're, you're hard, you're hard, right. But you still got to work on your mind. You still, you still got to get your mind. You got to get your head right. You know, just like John Clinton used to say, well, free your mind and your head is for Paul. That's what he used to say. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's good. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Read your mind. Yes. Jesus. Okay, good point, Tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get on him in a second. Good, brother. Yeah, I was thinking when everyone was talking, I was thinking about the key is uh, staying in the word. And uh, when you're on the highway of, of, of life, uh, uh, living in, in this world, uh, we have to we have to stay in. Uh, you know, we have to. You know, if I can put it in this way, we, uh, uh, the name of our insurance company is Jesus Christ because, Amen. because, uh, sometimes, uh, we give out a gas and sometimes we, the ignition is cut off. And as we go through the do's and don'ts, we find that the car is still rolling. And uh, as we look back in the rearview mirror, we see Christ still preaching. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's staying, in, staying in the Word because uh, I was uh, I was thinking back on a few things that I started talking to you earlier about, about the turning the water into wine. And uh, I picked out one verse, and it was, it was uh, the part about being obedient. And uh, uh, so these people to fill up these jugs. Certainly, uh, you know, to put the water in the basin. Uh, I imagine they were the only one that knew that this this miracle had to be a miracle because they know they put the water into these bases. Because the ruler, this guy, he, he thought they had had it backwards. You know, he, he said this is the best wine. He said we always, uh, you know, serve the best wine first. And you know, the whatever was left over last, you know, you know, it's doing, you know, great tradition. Like they're about to get drunk. And, uh, you know, oh, well, that's yeah, that's right. But uh, you know, it just did, uh, you know, and just did, uh, and, and then another part of that thing is, uh, you know, when he told his mother, he said, "Woman," and I told her, "That's the way." That they spoke back in those days, and out of respect.